0: An exceptional Ukrainian girl, a flex alumna of twenty nineteen, a former city representative of Uman, and a student of international economic relations at Kiev National Economic University. Anna, how are you today?
1: I'm good, thank you. Um I'm doing alright. Um the thing is like I'm not in my home country right now, but that's the situation.
0: So let's follow your mood and your emotions. When what is something that you've been thinking about recently that demands your thought and your attention, and that's something that you really, really, really wants to explore and share?
1: Uh, right now, I'm in Munich, in Germany, and um my thoughts are kind of confused because at the same time i need to live my normal life but because of the war in ukraine everything has changed drastically and um i'm trying to explore this world uh to see the country to adjust to new culture and that's what's going on in my life basically right now
0: i have so many questions and thank you you said your thoughts are confused were your thoughts not confused before is this something new or is it different now
1: well <clears throat> before uh, the war has started i enjoyed my life everything was excellent uh, i had my favorite work and a lot of friends and um, traveled a lot did what i like Um, but right now it's like new circumstances that we have to adjust to and, um, it's new experience as well. So, um, if you, if we all treat it as something new and only see good opportunities in it, I think, um, this way is easier to accept the situation. So, um, yeah.
0: And you spoke about adapting to the culture there in Munich A lot of people or even Ukrainians before the war, because I have friends who said before they wanted to have the experience of living abroad, but now they said, well, we don't want to be forced into that experience. It's better for it to be a choice. Did you have such a goal? And I know you had the flex experience of adapting to the US. How is that process of adaptation? What's difficult about it? did you dream about it or have goals to spend even more time abroad and so it was something you're prepared for or how is it?
1: Well, um, that's not something that I was pre- pre- um, prepared for uh, but I wanted to spend a semester studying in a university somewhere in Europe to try the education. Unfortunately, I don't have this opportunity right now but if um, I stay here longer, then I then I like if I stay here longer, then I expect then uh, probably I might join the university here. Uh, but um, it was um, I can agree that that the, uh, living abroad can be a good experience when it's not forced. And uh probably right now it's hard for a lot of people because uh, when you don't know when you return home, it's really stressful, it's uh, complicated and a lot of um, just a lot of pressure on people. But for me, because of my flex experience, it wasn't that hard to adjust mentally to this situation. I think that uh, the good thing about my situation is that I have friends here in Germany and I also like um I've learned German a little bit so it's not that stressful if I went to France or Spain for example. So this country is uh, a better option for me. And um also because of my FLEX experience I already know what difficulties I might have uh, and I just prevent myself from having them. So <laughs> I try to stay positive and get like the best out of it, out of this experience. I hope so. Of course, it's not something that I'm like this period of my life. It's not something that I planned, not something that I get like only awesome emotions about, but um, yeah, we'll see how it goes. Um, it. Um, just because of the FLEX experience and uh, experience living abroad it's not as stressful for me as it can be for many people
0: thank you it's really you know I understand your situation it's your whole world was turned upside down and when you want to de-stress and forget all the negative news and not be so glued to all the updates about Ukraine and the war and everything what do you do To take care of your mental health Uh,
1: first of all i try to stop negative thoughts um i used to like do a lot of yoga and fitness but right now i'm just completely lost (laughs) about that so i don't do anything specific to my mental health instead i'm just trying to stay strong to critically analyze the situation see that Like I can't really influence on like anything right now. So I just have to accept it and be strong, be patient. And then somehow everything's gonna resolve and we will get back to our homes to get back to our normal life and treat all that as a, as an experience, as something new, some uh, obstacles that like make us stronger.
0: I love what you're saying right there and the optimism and strength in it. At the same time, how do you expect this experience to change you and to change Ukraine when there is peace and victory and everything, of course? How is Anna now after that experience and how would she be in the future? And what do you think about Ukrainians back in Ukraine What could be different about the culture and the people because of this?
1: I think we, well, the first step is when the war started, we all like just by one click became more patriotic about our country. Uh, We felt like really strong, uh, like unific, like we felt felt really united. And that's what uh, was really important. And I think uh, because a lot of refugees right now in Europe, uh, Ukrainian Ukrainians, uh, when they came, <clears throat> when they come back home, I hope that they gonna bring more European values, and that's gonna help us actually rebuild our country, not physically, but like uh, spirit, um, rebuild the spirit of the country. We will have more European values. We see how people live here. Compare, and I hope that a lot of people is going to take the best out of European lifestyle and implement it in Ukraine. And that experience, this like, uh, all this situation can influence positively on Ukraine if we want so. If we take only positive sides, if we take this experience with us, uh, and like bring it to Ukraine and actually uh, start living life in more European kind of way that might help us with our European integration, not just economically, but as a society mentally to be more, to like acquire that lifestyle.
0: Thank you. And the worry I had is... You know, if the war continues longer and people start new lives, like you mentioned, you might start studying in Germany. It might be difficult for people to decide to return to Ukraine where they don't know how things will be. Maybe they already started new lives and new futures and new jobs abroad. Do you think... People like most Ukrainians and probably there are millions and millions and maybe more that are going to leave and that I have already left will return to Ukraine or they will continue their lives abroad and there will be a lot less people in Ukraine rebuilding it.
1: Of course some people are gonna stay here, that's for sure. A lot of for a lot of people going back might be not a choice even because There might be no place to go back, no people to go back to. But for most Ukrainians, I'm pretty sure that we are all really, we all have really big desire to return and to rebuild everything, to start doing everything all over again to, and I think that This spirit is uh, that strong that we actually like all, like most of Ukrainians will return. And of course, like mostly it's women and uh, children who left and they left their husbands, their brothers, their dads over there in Ukraine. So we are, we all really want to go back. It's not, um, I don't think a lot of Ukrainians will like stay here in Europe after the war ends
0: thank you and even more about you did you even believe there could be a war like that in ukraine in 2022 or what phases or stages did you go through was it denial in the beginning and then some depression and then some acceptance and then optimism or were you able to escape pretty fast from the war zone and be rather in safety and therefore have a more mixed emotion because uh you've been like watching it more than being in the middle of it or how was it um
1: well first of all i did not believe in war at all like i've read uh, western news media and everyone's like used to say Russia is gonna invade Ukraine. Russia is going to invade Ukraine. I said no, that's not gonna happen. That's all just uh, like fake news. Not not even fake news. I didn't didn't say that, but like I didn't really believe in it. And I said that if that's gonna happen, I'm gonna stay in Kiev. I'm not gonna like go anywhere. I that's my home. Why would I leave? But (laughs) on twenty fourth, my mom she called me in six a.m. And uh, my parents and I'm, uh, like, my hometown is Uman. And uh, she called me and said, they are bombing us. Uh, Pack your stuff. Dad's going to pick you up. I'm like, what's going on? Like, I I just was peacefully sleeping. And then, like, this call, it changed everything. We started packing quickly our stuff because we were not prepared at all. And uh, we left, like, probably at 12, 11. 11 a.m., I guess, in uh, on the first day of war, we left uh, Kiev, uh, we went to Uman, and they were, on the first day, Kiev was not under fire, and Uman actually, like, was. There were, like, bomb explosions there and rockets and all that stuff. Uh, and I was really scared that it's going to be safer to stay in Kiev than to go to central Ukraine. But on the second day... Everything changed, and I was really glad that my parents, uh, d- like, came and picked us up from there, and that we are were actually like relatively safe in central Ukraine. Uh We stayed there for ten days, and then on tenth or eleventh day of war, our parents like insisted on me and my sister leaving the country, uh, because it's gonna be like. It was going to be easier for them mentally and uh, they just really wanted to be, to us to be safe. And uh, all the stages, acceptance and everything you've mentioned, yes, I went through all that. And um, I had, I think, two mental breakdowns during these 10 days, which is really like a lot for me. And, um, but when we actually like, we're on our way from Oman to Lviv, and when they when we came to Lviv, like my friends, they hosted us, and they were really positive. So um, I think this that was the point when I started to uh, feel more relaxed about it, to calm down and to like accept the situation as it is.
0: Thank you, and I can feel your emotions with every word. Now in Munich, I know you said you are improving your German, you have some ability to converse in the language. Do you spend your time mostly with Ukrainians there or with international people or with Germans themselves that you made German friends and those are your contacts and connections in the new country?
1: Mostly, like, I don't really know Ukrainians here, but mostly I, like my my circle let's say it like that it's mostly german people uh germans who i knew before this war and who i met here who helped me a lot with everything so mostly yeah like i'm trying to improve my german but still we all speak english so it's it's a good thing
0: thank you what do you see let's say Unfortunately, or I hope it won't be, or anything like that, that the war will continue for much longer, maybe more months or a year or something like that. Because you never know. Some people involved in the politics might be too stubborn, you know, like Putin or anything, to stop it, or even his generals. They won't do anything about it. What would you do? Would you stay in Munich? Would you. Uh, decide to go somewhere else maybe the us or canada uh, would you change your educational like track to try something new and feel okay if life is changing so much why not change my goals and become an actress or <laughs> a painter or a dancer or a yoga master or something like that or you'll stay within your same field but it will be this like a different university or would you go i don't know to the uk or something where english is the main language let me know i know it's you're not at a situation to make such long term plans but what does your subconscious and instincts tell you you might do
1: i think and i really hope that i'm going to stay here in munich until everything ends and that i won't need to leave this space to leave Munich um, because changes all the time. It's not, it's, yeah, it's still a lot of stress, even though you, like, even though, like, I'm trying to stay really positive about that. If uh, the war, like, it's not going to end in a few months, then I'm probably going to, like, find a university somewhere and that's going to be the thing that can change my plans. If, for example, I find the university who, like, which is willing to accept me as a student, uh, in, let's say, Italy, then I'll probably go to Italy and find something there. But it still depends on my budget. It still depends on my, like, everything, because also I'm staying here with my sister. I should take care of her as well. And even though she's older than me, <laughs> it's, um, it's complicated, and but I really hope that I won't need to go to Canada, U.S. and other countries. I, I just want to go back to Ukraine.
0: Wonderful, and I really hope your goals and dreams happen exactly as you wish. I have a guest that I will interview on this podcast. Her name is Olia, and she did something really interesting that might be useful to you. See, she messaged all the universities that she wanted to get into, even those who didn't offer Ukrainians a scholarship or sponsorship. So what she did is she applied to the universities she wanted to get into and told them, I'm Ukrainian, my situation is messed up, I uh, cannot study or it's very difficult, can you help me? Do you offer any help to Ukrainians? And even though they didn't have it on their website, Some of them, they offered her a sponsorship or scholarship to go there. And she's now in Belgium, where she was offered education. Maybe it's worth it to you to apply to some of the universities there in Munich and see what happens, especially early on before more and more people uh, get in. And if things change and when things change and you don't want to, you can say, oh, uh, I can give my spot to someone else. So, at least you're sure that you have a plan B. And si- since this podcast is about exceptional and special and unique women, I have to ask you what does it mean for you to be a woman? What is femininity in general? And also, what is it to be a Ukrainian woman during war time? So, it's two different questions but related in general what is femininity to you is it an energy is it an attitude traits behaviors or something else what is it to be a woman in general and also during the war how is femininity impacted and changed by such situations?
1: well in general being a woman is as you mentioned it's about energy i think so because like i don't know the woman who i'm I know my friends, like, my relatives, they are all, they all have their own energy. And yeah, it's like, I don't really know how to explain it, but uh, I'm glad that I was born a woman. (laughs) Uh, And I think um, women are just like, like, women, they are really... Soft and strong at the same time. They can be very flexible and different. And um, it's about traits. And everyone is unique that relates to both to women and men. And um, yeah, it's, it's just the power, I guess, somehow. And the energy that is really strong and soft at the same time. And about being a woman Ukrainian woman during the war, I think our women like our women they are really strong and they they are exceptional, like all of them. Those who help with like different stuff with those who volunteer, those who still work in and try to support the economics of Ukraine the economy of Ukraine. And those who, who left to take care of either their children or themselves, doesn't matter. Like, all women in Ukraine right now, as well as men, they are strong. And I'm really proud to be Ukrainian.
0: Slava Ukraini. And, Hello, and... I am Slava. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You said you're so glad to be born a woman what does that mean? Like, why do you say that? Just to explain and understand your thoughts and experience. As well as, since we spoke about femininity, what is it to you, masculinity? How do you experience it? Is it energy? What is the difference between like, to you, in energetic form, so it's not like uh, as a person, a woman and a man, how do you experience them how do you feel them differently so two things why why did you say you're so glad you're born a woman so i understand your thought and experience and femininity and masculinity what is the meaning of that for you
1: i can't really explain the thing why i'm glad to be a woman because i've been a woman basically my entire life and i don't know what it's like to be a man but i feel like it's just like it's a part of my character it's a part of my life because i am who i am and like um i am like getting my nails done i like cute dresses i'm like a girly girl and i really adore it it's part of me and there is no like really good explanation for that (laughs) and about um masculinity and i think it's just completely other like type of energy like women and men uh, they have different energetic types but they are still the same like because we are all people and in some kinds like we are still the same in some ways we are different and that's what's really cool that's what what makes us who we are and i don't know for me um man's energy it's more About uh, mm, more about protection because I think like I don't know I just compare with my dad like for me my dad was always an example of a good man and he was always protective and I knew that if I'm with my dad there is not going to be any problems that we will not figure out so for me like women they're more more about um, beauty, like it's really st- like stereotypical thinking, but it's more about uh, beauty, mm, positive mindset, uh, softness, but at the same time still doesn't mean that they're not strong, that they can't be like in any professions or like can do the same job as men do. But uh, men are those who protect and especially right now during Um, all this situation like i think that's the main difference probably
0: thank you and just to understand your own unique experience and of course it's yours so you have 1000 percent the right and the joy to experience being a girly girl and to like protection in men usually protection means that the man is strong to you what kind of strength in a man is the most masculine or appealing or attractive is it like physical strength is it intelligence is it uh, someone who worked hard and has resources to take care of the family is it uh, someone just you feel interested by and fascinated i don't know but which i know all are important but which kind of strength is to you the essence that to you makes a man special
1: well, yes, all of them are important, <laughs> but probably mental health and intelligence. These two things that I would like actually really pay close attention to. Um, mental strength means that like during the hard times, during like stress, I can rely on him and he's going to support me and it's not going to be a mess. Like, uh, he has to be stronger mentally than I am. And I think I am strong but still like I need support. Like that would be great. And also um like intelligence and of course like when um I mean intelligence is always attractive and it's definitely what makes men being like not only a man but a really like good i have to say that good human being i don't know um just like i think these two things are the keys and that's probably it
0: thank you and just one final question about femininity do you feel more feminine energy within ukrainian women when you were in ukraine compared to the german women in munich or how is it is it the same are german women more feminine less feminine like because culture and places can affect how people express their energy in different ways so what is your experience currently
1: i don't think there is a big difference maybe in some cases but still it's really hard to compare the whole like nations uh i think it differs from person to person, but still, like, it's, it's the business of everyone to express the femininity, not to express. And, um, I'm okay with, like, basically with everything. So, um, I think there is not, uh, they are not as different as, as we see it. Let's say it like that.
0: Thank you, Anna. It's a privilege an honor and i had such a wonderful time speaking with you and i wish you good luck i wish ukraine victory and i hope soon we will hear some great news and great progress and life can be much better for all ukrainians and everybody rebuilds ukraine even better and 10 times more Progressive and modern, and exciting and dynamic than before. Thank you, Anna.
1: Thank you so much.